Hey there, this is Pastor Corey, and welcome to the Branch Life Podcast. After you're done listening, I invite you to connect with us at branchlife.church to make sure you're up to date with everything going on at Branch Life. Want to share what you heard today? Subscribe to our YouTube channel and share this video with someone you want to encourage. Thanks for tuning in, and we hope that this presentation helps you connect with Christ and challenges you to reach those around you with the good news of Jesus. Hey everybody, my name is Corey. I'm one of the pastors at Branch Life. And no matter where you are today, whether you're watching online or you're streaming in your car as you drive, we just want to say thank you for engaging with today's message. We hope that no matter where you are in life, it will be an encouragement to you and that it will cause you to grow in your relationship with Jesus. We also want to challenge you and say don't leave today without taking the next step that you need to take in your faith journey. One of the ways that we can help you with that is if you go to branchlife.church, you'll find steps there on how to take that next step for you. Again, we're thankful that you've engaged with us today, and we hope that we'll see you in the weeks to come. Hi guys, welcome to Branch Life Church. I'm Josh, one of the pastors at Branch Life, and today is an exciting day because we're kicking off a brand new series we're calling Good News. How many of you could use some good news in 2020? Well, join us every Sunday for the rest of the year because that's what we're talking about. We're going to give you good news uh, about what's happening in our church, about what's happening in our community with our neighbors, and about what's happening through the gospel and what's happening through the power of God's word. Through this series, we're not only going to hear about good things happening today, but we're going to hear about how the gospel has transformed our yesterday, today, and forever. We're digging deeper into the good news of the gospel. So we hope that you will join us. We recognize that there's people listening and watching in all different forms for this special series. So for all of you that are at one of the new Branch Life worship sites, I want to say hi to you guys and I'm waving at you right now. Give me a thumbs up and give me a wave back. It's exciting that you're able to worship together in these smaller settings. We're going to invite you guys to participate by discussing together some questions, by responding individually and as a group. And as always, we're 
we're asking everyone, whether this is your first time at Branch Life, at one of our worship sites, or watching online, to connect by filling out your connection card. So Branch Sites, uh, join in, and we're glad that you guys can be a part. If you're listening online, you can participate as well, uh, just individually thinking through some of these questions, reading the scripture with us, having some special times with prayer, and the same is true for those that are listening to the podcast or a future broadcast of this recording. Now, those that are with us live at 10 o'clock at the Campanaba Gymnasium, we're glad that we can do this. We're going to go through these same steps together as we talk about good news. So we're going to start off by having a little bit of a Bible study time together, and we're going to look at a powerful truth that's going to inform this entire good news series. Here's something powerful about the Bible you need to know. When you study the Bible, the Bible is all about Jesus, and Jesus is all about good news. It shouldn't be weird for Christians to talk about good news. I don't know what your perception of Christians are or was before you became a Christian. Maybe you're watching this right now, and you're exploring your faith, and your experience with other Christians has been negative. Maybe you found them to be judgmental or hypocritical. And I, on behalf of all Christians, want to apologize for that. But we are only human. And it is true that sometimes we can get negative, that we can get, uh, that we can tear people down and we can say unkind things like everybody else does. But that shouldn't be the case for Christians. And one of the best cases for Christ that a Christian can give is having a loving, kind, positive spirit because of who Jesus is and what he has done for us. Because that's what Jesus was all about. When we read the Bible, the Old Testament is pointing forward to Jesus. The New Testament is telling us the story of Jesus and then pointing us to the future that we're going to have with Jesus. And when Jesus came on the scene, he began talking about this powerful good news, good news for everyone, everywhere, and every time. So as Christians, we want to be about good news. We want to be about celebrating great things like baptisms, like people being all in with their faith. And we're going to celebrate some incredible stories all through this series. But let's look about let's look at a couple of verses and we're going to do a deep dive here real quick as we kick this off showing you how Jesus how the Bible's about Jesus and how Jesus is about good news. In Luke chapter 8 in verse 1 it says this soon afterward and that was after some some miracles and after some teachings that Jesus gave Jesus went on through the cities and the villages proclaiming and bringing the good news of the kingdom of God. All of Jesus' ministry is mapped out in this verse. He went from place to place, from town to town, from family to family, from home to home, from synagogue to synagogue, telling the good news. It was his main message. It was the topic of conversation, and he spread it constantly. Well, what is this good news of the kingdom of God? What is this talking about? If you're new to the Bible, or even if you've been reading the Bible a long time, you know and understand that the Bible was not written in English. The Bible was written in the language of the day. The original authors of the Bible spoke Greek, so they wrote the Bible, the New Testament, in Greek. The Old Testament writers, they spoke Hebrew. So our Bible was written in the languages of Hebrew and Greek, and it's been translated into all the languages that we have today. Now, it's true, things get lost in translation. 
And one of the helpful things that we have is so many tools to let us know the original intent of these words. We're able to look at languages through the miracle of the internet and now all become linguists and scholars. For those of us that study the Bible, when we go to Bible college and seminary, they make us learn Greek and Hebrew and look at Aramaic. It's really, really fun. You should try it. I mean, it's interesting to be able to do all that stuff. But if you're sitting there going, I'm not a linguist. I can't learn other languages. I could never understand the Bible. I want to encourage you that you can understand the Bible. You can look into the languages because of what's available today. And hey, I'm a dyslexic. Man, language is hard for me. And yes, I've studied multiple languages at this point in my life. And I deeply appreciate it. So we don't often dive into the languages behind this, but let's do it today. Let me show you what Luke 1 looks like in its original language. This is biblical Koine Greek. And I know you're all looking at it going, yeah, yeah, that's Greek to me. But when you study the Bible, if you go to an online Bible study tool like Bible Gateway or Bible Hub or the YouVersion Bible, you can find resources that will connect you to some of these language tools. When you're looking at a particular passage of scripture on these apps, you can choose the NIV or the ESV. You can use the King James. And as you're doing that, one of the tools up in the very top will be something that says NIL or interlinear or commentary. And you can click on that and often it'll do a side-by-side comparison of the English Bible with the original language. Or if you're reading in Russian, it'll be Russian and Greek or French and Greek or Spanish and Greek, whatever your language is. God inspired the original languages of this. And our goal is to get as close as possible without losing anything in translation. When you look at Luke 1.8, you'll find that the word good news is represented by this incredibly long, complicated word. You can try to say this in your branch group. Go ahead and look at somebody else in your branch group or in your house or if you're listening in the car and try to say this word. I just realized if you're listening in the car, you can't see the screen. So podcasters, bear with me. You can look at this long word and you say, all right, what does it mean? This this root word is the word for good news that spread all around the Bible. This word is used over 60 times in the Bible. And it's the word that is talked about of the message of Jesus. Uh, Mark chapter 16 in verse 15, it says this, And he, Jesus, said to them, Now, at the beginning, he went from town to town proclaiming the gospel. At the end of his ministry, he says, go into all the world and proclaim the gospel to the whole creation. Look, we've highlighted this word again, the same color. Look what happens when we when we go into the Greek and in the Greek language, we start reading it. And here is that word again. Here's that Greek word. And it's translated differently in Mark than it is in Luke. This word, euangelion is the same root word for the word gospel. This word, euangelion, that's translated gospel, is used over 90 times in scripture. This word is connected to to the word that we saw in Luke. When you put the two words together, you have well over 100 uses of a version of this Greek word, euangelion, that simply gives us this understanding of good news. Gospel equals euangelion. 
it equals this word. Now, if you're using the interlinear Bible, you can click on this word or the little numbers next to it, and it'll give you the English definition. Guess what the definition is going to say? It's going to say good news. So what's the gospel? What is Jesus's message? What's he talking about all through scripture? If the Bible's all about Jesus and Jesus is all about the good news, the Bible's good news message is the gospel. And that's what we're going to dive into during this series. We're going to tear apart all the different pieces of the gospel. We're going to see how simple and how deep it is, how, how, how easy it is to understand and how transforming it is in our lives. We're going to dig into this euangelion and we're going to see why it changed the world and is continuing to change the world and will always change the world in the future. And we're going to see that this word, euangelion, gospel, is going to give us hope for 2020. God is on the move in 2020, and God is doing good things for you and for me through the power of the gospel. And this will be a hope-filled series as we understand this word. Today, we're going to ask two questions as we kick off this series. The first question is, what's the good news? What is it? How would we sum it up? What's the simplest way to explain it? And the second is, what, what will my response be? How does this matter to me today in 2020? So we want to give you the first opportunity to interact as a group. For those of you that are at worship sites, you can discuss this out loud or you can journal privately. If you're by yourself, I want to encourage you to spend a couple of minutes reflecting on this question. I would encourage you to even grab a pen and paper and write things down, or you could even use the connection card if you'd like to go into detail in that format. But let's think about a discussion question, and we're going to give you about three minutes to think it over as we play music and do a little bit of a countdown. Worship sites have a great time talking about this. Maybe one or two people jump in, and then we're going to come right back together. After this time, we're going to uh, let us, we're going to be led in worship, and you have that entire worship song to come back in and check back in and focus back into our next teaching session. So let's spend a little bit of time discussing the question, what is the gospel?
Well, we hope you had a good discussion and you uh, wrestled with what is the gospel. Maybe you wrote something down or you batted it back and forth a little bit. You probably found that even though it seems like a simple question, it's not something that everybody has the same answer on. But it's super important that we clearly understand what the gospel is and what this good news is that Jesus is all about and that we're supposed to be spreading like Jesus spread. So as you've worshiped together and we've come back to this time, let's do one more thing before we jump in to the rest of our Bible study. Let's read the Bible together. So I want to encourage you to grab your Bibles at your worship sites and to open it to 1 Corinthians chapter 5, and we're going to read together verses 1 through 15. If you'd like to turn the volume down on me, feel free to do that. Someone could read out loud in your group, or you can just listen along as I read this for us together. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, starting in verse 1. Now, I would remind you, brothers, of the gospel I preached to you, which you received, in which you stand, and by which you are saved, if you hold fast to the word I preached to you, unless you believe in vain. Verse 3. For I delivered to you as of first importance what I also received, that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, that he was buried, and that he raised again on the third day according to the scriptures, and that he appeared to Cephas and to the twelve. Then he appeared to more than 500 brothers at one time, most of whom are still alive, though some have fallen asleep. Then he appeared to James and then all the apostles, and last of all, as to one untimely born, he appeared also to me. For I am the least of the apostles and unworthy to be called apostles because I persecuted the church of God. As we look into this passage together, we're going to learn what the gospel is. So let's jump in to the rest of our Bible study time together as we look at and continue our teaching on good news. Well, as we just read in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 1, the gospel is defined for us by this incredibly interesting character named Paul. Paul's a, Paul is one of the most influential Christians of all times, but before he was a Christian, he was a murderer. He was someone that was hunting Christians, that was killing Christians because of what they believed. Anyone who believed Jesus' good news, Paul was out to get. But then something incredible happened. And Paul became a believer in the good news of Jesus. He's a living example of what the gospel does. And this is what he says in verse 1. Let's just look at it real quick. Now, I, Paul, would remind you, brothers, of the gospel. He's going to talk about good news, Jesus' good news. The gospel I preach to you, which you receive, in which you stand, and by which you are being saved. This is an incredible Uh, breadth of power that's held in this gospel. For most of us, we have one-time significant events that happen in our lives. And sometimes those events can be life-changing. I remember one day in my life where I said, I do to my wife. Jenny and I were standing. She was in this beautiful white dress. I was in this very uncomfortable tuxedo. We were holding hands. There was a preacher there who happened to be my dad who made us make these incredible promises to one another. And we did like for better, for worse, for richer, for poor. I'm hoping for richer, not poor till in sickness and in health till death do us part. And in those moments, we became husband and wife. It was a one-time event, and I would say, good news. I still can't believe that Jenny married me. It's kind of blowing my mind. That one-time event has incredible meaning and affects the rest of my days. 
This event, this gospel event that's talked about is an event that happened in a moment of time, but has ripple effects through all of time. And look how Paul explains it. He says that he preached the gospel. So that means you heard about this at some point. You heard this good news and you received it. So there's a moment when you receive this good news as true. This is a moment in then which you stand. And so it's presently affecting you today. You received it in the past and it's affecting you today. And it's something by which you are being saved. If you again looked at this in the original language, it's something that's happened and it's going to continue to happen in the future. Here's another way that we would put this into uh, regular words. The, the good news, the gospel saved you the moment you received it. It saves you today. The, the, the gospel, the good news is affecting your today. 2020, the gospel is affecting you and is saving you through the future. It's going to affect your tomorrow. For me, I heard the gospel when I was six years old. I remember very distinctly the moment someone explained to me what it meant to know Jesus, what Jesus did for my sins, how he died on the cross and he rose again, and he made salvation available if I received it. In that moment, I decided I needed to get saved. I needed to be born again, and I became a follower of Jesus in that moment. And that decision, that receiving of the good news didn't stop at that moment. It's just been changing me every day. The gospel isn't just something that is a, a moment in time that gets passed. It's not just the diving board that gets us into the pool, as J.D. Greer says. It's something that is what we swim in all the time. This good news that Jesus preached wasn't just a good idea, wasn't just a good story. It was transformational. And it transforms me today. It's something that I stand on every day. And it's something that I'm standing on in 2020. One of the reasons we're doing this series called Good News is because we believe that the gospel should impact Christians in a powerful way, even in troubled times. We believe that the gospel can inform your choices during times of stress, during times of trouble, during times of sickness, in, in sickness and in health, in better for worse, in richer and in poorer. And the gospel has informed what I do and how I react to pandemics, to politics, to injustice, to, to social media, to all of these things that are happening, to hard marriages, to, to troubled relationship with my children. The gospel is what I stand on. It's good news. And so we're going to unpack how that works as we dive into the different components of the gospel through these next few weeks. And it will be encouraging to you. And then the gospel is something that is going to affect me forever. It's something that's changed my eternity. It's something that will cause me to be able to have permission to be in the presence of God and have everlasting life. That's why this verse is so powerful. As it points us back to this idea that the good news that we share saved you, is saving you, saves you, and is saving you. Yeah, it's a... It's a tongue twister that we all got to try to get through. Now, 1 Corinthians 15, 1 through 5, you received it, you stand in it, and you are being saved by it. Look at what you're being saved by in 15, verse 2. For I delivered to you as of first importance, this message is the most important message, what I also received. This is what he got. 
that Christ died for our sins in accordance with the scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day in accordance with the scriptures. This is the event and this is the gospel event that's transformed everyone everywhere. It's a world-changing event. It changed the world, is changing the world, and will change the world, and can do the same for you. What's this story? That Christ died for your sins. Now, if I came up to you and I said, hey, uh, you know that famous teacher out there, and we can pick some famous teacher. Um, let's pick, I can't even think of a teacher off the top of my head. Uh, let, let's pick your, your baseball coach, right? Your baseball coach, he, he was teaching you baseball, and I came up to you and I said, listen, your baseball coach has died for your sins. Would, would that make any difference to you whatsoever? It, it carries no weight. If there's a proclamation that some guy named Christ came and he died for your sins, great. Where's the weight to that? Well, this is not just any guy. This is something that happened in accordance with the scriptures. It's pointing us back to the story of the Bible. This is where it gets incredibly powerful. The entire Old Testament was talking about a Messiah who would come and he would save the world. And when Paul says Christ died for your sins in accordance with the scriptures, he's saying everything that the Bible wrote about, everything that it was telling us would happen, did happen in this person. This is him. This is the guy. This is Messiah. This is Lord. This is Christ. This is God incarnate himself who's come to earth. This is the guy who died for your sins. In accordance with the scriptures, prophecies and miracles pointing to this character and that he was buried and he raised again on the third day, according with the scriptures. It said it would happen and it happened. It, it, it's not just something made up out of the blue. It's not somebody kind of looking at an event and saying, I think that this is important because it's never happened before. People were watching and waiting. They were scrutinizing it and it happened just like they said it would. This is the transforming event of the gospel that the entire Bible is about. And this is what's available to you and to me in this incredible moment of good news. So what is the gospel? You guys talked it over in your groups. You've journaled about it on your paper. You've written about it in your connection card. What is the gospel? Well, the simplest way to explain it is this, that God loved us so much that Christ died for our sins and rose again from the dead so we could be saved. This is the powerful good news. It's simple. It's, it's easy for as easy as a child can understand, but it's deep. It's something that we can look at and study for the rest of our lives and never completely grasp. This is the powerful good news that Jesus himself was traveling from synagogue to synagogue, from town to town explaining. Now, you're probably asking yourself, wait a minute, did Jesus preach that he died and rose again from the dead before he died and rose again from the dead? Yes, that's exactly what Jesus did. He was going from town to town saying, I'm the Messiah. I'm the prophesied one. I'm the one that the Bible says will come and die and raise again from the dead. And people believed him. But more people believed him when he actually did it. Jesus' death and his resurrection were transformational because it was predicted, because it was eyewitnessed and proven to be true, and it's continuing to save lives today. This is the power of the gospel. Think about John 3.16 with me for a second. For God so loved the world 
God loves us so much that he gave his one and only son, Christ died for our sins, that whoever believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. So we can be saved. That's the power of the gospel. And this is the good news we're going to look into. As we look at the good news, some of the things that we're going to see and we're going to celebrate and we're going to dig into in this incredibly good news, the themes that will come over and over again is the theme of love and restoration, redemption, hope, adoption and forgiveness, salvation, incredible generosity and justification. And these themes are true in your life today in 2020, just as true as they were in Bible times and will continue to be true in all times to come. Here's the good news for today. Here's what I want you to think about and understand in this moment as we've studied God's word together. As we've seen Jesus's life mapping out this message, God loves you. God loves you incredibly. God loves you wholly. God loves you deeply. And there's nothing that you can do that can separate you from the love of God. He loves you and he's given his son for you. And he is inviting you into a relationship with him. And if you believe in God, if you're following God and you know him, you know his love. I just want to remind you today that he loves you and he's walking with you through this year, through this season, through this hard time and through this trouble. And God cherishes you as his own child. So the good news is that you are loved by God. And we're going to unpack this through the rest of the series. So don't miss a week. As we end, we want to think about what our response should be to the good news. As we've heard it, as we've received it, and as we stand in it. The first obvious question that we want you to ask yourselves wherever you are and however you're listening is have you been saved? Have you accepted and received the good news? Maybe you're hearing for the first time that God loves you, that he sent Jesus to die for your sins so that you could accept his forgiveness. If this is news to you, if this is new to you, or if you've heard it before but you've never accepted it, today can be the day that you receive the salvation that the good news provides. So is it something that has happened to you? Have you been born again? I want to invite you into a personal relationship with God. You can click on the gospel tab if you're following along online or talk to somebody at your worship site. Today can be the day that you accept the good news for yourself and you become a follower of Jesus who saved and changed the world. But for those that have been saved presently, let's ask ourselves this question. Am I relying on the good news to help me in 2020? Am I li living like someone who is the savior of the world's daughter and son? Have I got hope in the person of Jesus Christ? Am I sharing the good news with other people? Listen, your friends might not be open to the gospel. The gospel can be a really churchy spiritual term. It's a super important Bible term. And it's got depth and meaning, but the gospel is so confused in our culture. For some people, it could be a genre of music. For some people, it could just be a pointless religious term. For some people, it could even be a turnoff. They think about those people standing on soapboxes, yelling at them in the corner. Maybe they're not ready to hear the gospel, but maybe your friends are ready to hear the good news. And so when you come up to someone and you say, hey, I want to talk to you today. If you say, I want to talk to you about the gospel, 
you may get a cold shoulder. But if you say, hey, I want to talk to you about the good news, you may get an open door. There is good news for every single one of us. And it should be transforming your life today so that you can help it transform the lives of others. I want to encourage you to respond uh, personally and to reflect on these two questions and talk to God in the next few moments. Have a time of silent prayer and silent reflection. We're going to ask you if you can in your worship times just to have a moment of silence together and let each person individually reflect on their relationship with God in this moment. Pray through this question, God, have I been saved? If it's yes, then celebrate that. If it's not, you can receive him in this moment. Pray for this question, God, how does the good news help me in 2020? What's hurting you right now? What are you struggling with? Where are you frustrated? Where are your worries and concerns? Let the good news speak into those things today and hand them over to the God of the universe during this time. And as you respond quietly, I want to encourage you and remind you that these connections and resources are available. During these moments, you could decide to simply fill out your connection card, or you could explore further what the gospel is by clicking on this card at our website. Simply go to branchlife.church slash connection or branchlife.church slash the gospel to go deeper into either of these conversations. We want to encourage you, everyone, at the end of the time together to have filled out this connection card. And in your worship sites, we want to invite you into further discussion if you choose. Here's two things that you could talk about as a group to take this the next step. You could invite one or two people to share their salvation story with the group. That'd be awesome to celebrate some really good news about when Jesus saved someone in your group. And the second thing you could do is share ways that the good news is helping you right now. What is God doing for you? How does knowing him transform your response to what's going on in 2020? What difference does it make to be a Christian today? And what are some examples that you have? This would be a great thing to talk about if you want to dive a little deeper in your group. We want to encourage you to jump back next week as we go into the dive deeper into the good news, into the gospel of Jesus Christ. And we see its transformation power today, uh, yesterday, today, and tomorrow. So don't miss this. Enjoy a little bit of time of reflection. And again, a worship song will play. You can tune into that song and uh, check in by the end of that time. And we'll close out with a few few words from one of our pastors. Thank you for joining us for week one. We hope you had a great time in your worship site. As always, if you'd like to jump in, we're live 10 o'clock at Camp Urbana uh, next week. Have a great rest of your week. May God bless you and keep you. And may his face shine upon you.